Hi, and welcome to That's My Rini Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots? Or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever. Not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to part two of My Myronic Spiritual Story. I hope the last episode had you curious to hear how could things get even crazier, though I promise not to disappoint. If you by chance didn't hear part one, I highly recommend going back and listening to that first. And for those that have, let's jump back in right where I left off. So after my mom and I experienced the energy of Jacob, for about a year, my mom kept getting lottery numbers. So I kept playing either Mega Millions or the Powerball until one day the numbers just stopped for her. We never won anything significant, but this message we were both given around the lottery stuck with me, even after my mom passed very quickly and unexpectedly back in 2011. In September, my mom was fine. October, she thought she had the flu. Then the day before Thanksgiving, she was hospitalized with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. December 1st, she turned 70, and six days later, on December 7th, she passed away. I am so grateful my brother and I were there when she passed, so she was not alone. But a few hours before, I remember witnessing something so beautiful. She all of a sudden sat up in her hospital bed and pointed in the corner of the room. But at this point, she could no longer speak. And from our connection through auto writing, I knew who was there, and I said, Dad's here to take you now, isn't he? And sure enough, a few hours later, she passed. I have to say, even though I did not want to lose my mom, I felt a sense of peace knowing how much she missed my dad and that they were reunited. However, now I was on my own with auto writing. So when I got new messages, I had to trust myself fully in what I was receiving, which is actually really difficult because I don't know how someone wouldn't question Am I making all of this up? You will probably not be surprised, but my mom also started connecting with me through auto writing. She actually has a very funny way of letting me know it's her, where my dad always would start with Petunia, since that was his nickname for me. But my mom, even to this day, just writes mom, and that's it. To me, that's so strange, but for some reason, that's how she does it. So I then write, hi, mom. And she and I chat through writing, and I also receive whatever she wants to share with me at that time. Then one day out of the blue, I no longer could auto write. It was the strangest thing because the pen would move with the energy that was guiding it. However, all it would do is create scribbles and then eventually just stopped. This went on for, I believe, two years. So to be cut off to my spiritual guidance in this way was really difficult. During this time, I was still trying to pick up the pieces in my life that I share in episode one. So again, go listen if you haven't yet. But I think I was temporarily cut off because I was relying too much on my spiritual connection. 
and had to work through what I needed to on a more grounded level. This is also when Dr. Brian Weiss's books helped me so greatly, but every now and again, I would try to auto-write, and then one day I finally was able to, which made me so happy because I missed having my talks with my parents and my spiritual connection, even if I was making it all up, which I truly believe I wasn't. But again, you are entitled to believe whatever you want. Now, I'm going to fast forward to January 2015, which is when I ended up developing a horrible bronchial infection that the doctors cannot figure out what it exactly was. All I know is that there was this coldness in my chest, and if someone could steal your soul, that's how I would imagine it would feel. There was also this congestion that was like a sticky glue, and no matter what, I could not expel it, so this coldness remained. Eventually, after rounds of antibiotics, breathing treatments, and inhalers, I finally was put on prednisone, which I ended up having the worst reaction to. I have no idea why this happened to me, but as I was getting myself off the medication, my nerves felt like they were being electrified and was similar to the worst pain I had felt back in 2009 when I had to get a nerve block after developing another nerve issue in my foot called reflex sympathetic dystrophy or RSD, which put me in a walking boot for nine months, but also flared up my fibromyalgia that I had since I was 18 so badly that I ended up in the ER three times in two weeks. The first time I went, the pain was so bad, I drank a bottle of wine to 13 Percocets in less than an hour, which luckily I did not ruin my liver. I ended up getting addicted to 120 milligrams of Oxycontin due to the pain then one day I realized I was either going to rehab or getting off of this stuff. So each week I would drop the amount I was taking and go through withdrawal for the two days I was off from work. And this took me two months to get off of all the pain pills, which if anyone has gone through that kind of addiction, I would not recommend it on my worst enemy. And my heart goes out to those that can't beat it. However, I'm going to bring in another Dr. Brian Weiss book at this point through time into healing, which gives a greater awareness of why we deal with addiction in the first place. And I know it helped me understand why some battle with it the way they do. So if you or you know anyone that does, please check out this book and hope it helps you or someone you know, like it helped me so much in the past. But going back to this crazy bronchial infection, so now, in addition to coughing, wheezing, and feeling like I'm choking on this sticky substance that no matter what I did, could not get rid of, I'm now back in excruciating pain to the point it was absolute agony to lay down. This went on for weeks, and during this time, I was prescribed, once again, massive amounts of painkillers, anxiety, and sleeping pills. I was taking whatever I could to stop the pain but also during this time was when my claircognizance started becoming its strongest. I shared in episode one how April 22nd became the official launch of my irony and the number 422 when I see it that always connects me to that time. Then that May, I decided to visit my brother for his birthday in Baltimore, which I left on May 5th, but this was no ordinary day. And something started happening where I felt like I was being intuitively guided to do certain things. So as I'm getting ready to leave for the airport, I start taking pictures that I had absolutely no idea what for. 
What's even stranger about my sudden desire to take these pictures is I never take pictures. So when I do take this very deliberate picture of a jewelry box that had a set that included a beautiful pearl necklace and earrings that my mom gave me right before she passed, where she said she wanted me to have this to wear when I got married again, along with the ticket stub from when I saw the movie Wild that past December, to also include five fortunes that I had been holding on to where one of them said, you will soon witness a miracle. I had no idea why I was doing this or what was to happen, but the only way I can explain it was like my future self told my present past self, take these pictures because at some point they would help explain a story that without them would be too unbelievable to explain. While on the plane, I started to receive downloads of insight while reading the book, The Pilgrimage by Paolo Coelho, who also wrote the famous book, The Alchemist. Also, while this was happening, I was guided to take more pictures, which included quite some funny ones. I ended up having a stopover in Phoenix, which was also the first time I ever had a connecting flight in that airport. And no joke, right as I got off the plane, there was this pizza kiosk. But why it was so memorable is on its sign, it said humble pie pizza, which there couldn't have been a greater irony after the download of information I had received. Then I remember turning to my left and took a picture of an airport sign that said C6C8, which later I discovered on the wild ticket stub that I took with the pearl jewelry and fortunes, it had number 68 on it and also said, welcome to camera heaven. And then on the second leg of my trip, when I got up to use the restroom in the back of the plane, I see a can with deja blue on it, which of course reminds me of deja vu. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Now, these may all seem like just a bunch of coincidences, but to me, I felt like I was being shown or told something. And this knowing got stronger and stronger each day that passed. When I finally got to my brother's, I remember walking into his house and felt this dark energy latch onto my arm. Now, my brother knew about my mediumship abilities, in addition to the auto writing that my mom and I could do. And he also has had some psychic experiences in his past. So I remember saying to him, you need to tell whatever this thing is to get off of me. But then the energy got even worse. It got to a point where I couldn't even be in the house because whatever this was, was trying to suffocate me and I truly could not breathe. I decided I would go to the Marriott Courtyard Hotel that was close by and also where I'd done an internship when I was in school getting my degree in hotel restaurant management. Now, if this story isn't crazy enough, this is when things really started getting strange. When I decided to book a room, my internet went down on my phone. So I tried calling to make a reservation and got transferred to a help desk in Ireland of all places. They were like, I have no idea how you got connected to us, which I thought was hilarious because I'm just trying to get a room that was less than 10 minutes away. And this is when I felt like something was trying to stop me from going to this hotel for some reason. And then I experienced my next incredible spiritual experience. After I finally booked my room, I walked over to this beautiful cherry blossom tree that was in full bloom, a couple houses down from my brother's place. I felt this veil of protection as soon as I walked under it. I actually recorded this experience, which again, I rarely take pictures at this point, and even less would I take a video. 
However, the serenity and peace that I felt while under that tree was unlike anything I'd ever felt up to that point in my life or since. I normally am not one to connect to nature the way others do, but with this tree, I felt something to this day. Nothing I have seen in nature has ever brought me back to what I felt on that May 7th. Also, on this day, I ended up going shopping and bought a whole bunch of things that I had no idea why, but just kept whatever was guiding me lead the way. And two of the items that stood out the most was a gold candle that had what looked like the beautiful tree that I took the video of. I was called Modern Alchemy, which I'm ironically connected to Paolo Coelho's The Alchemist. The other is a wall hanging that is currently in my bedroom that says, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. This was the most apropos sign because remember that fortune, you will soon witness a miracle. Well, that was exactly what was about to happen. We ended up going down to Washington DC to celebrate my brother's birthday and stayed at the Mayflower Hotel. And it was here that my life as I knew it changed forever. While we were out celebrating on May 9th, which I will admit there was alcohol involved at this time, including one of my favorites, Veuve Clicquot Rosé, that I started receiving massive downloads of information again and felt like all the answers I was receiving was something I needed to share with the world when I could. Also during this time, I finally started coughing up whatever that sticky goo was in my lungs. And to help in the process, I took a hot bath after getting back to the hotel. I felt like I was purging this darkness that had been surrounding me. And by the next morning, that coldness in my chest was finally gone. Then the most miraculous thing happened as I was standing in front of this beautiful illuminated mirror in the bathroom that honestly looked like angel wings, which I also took pictures of. And it was in this mirror that I witnessed something that words cannot truly describe, but I will do my best. Now, what's even more surprising about what I saw is I rarely remember my dreams or see visions. When I close my eyes, I only see black and clairvoyancy has only showed itself a handful of times. So when I looked at the mirror and saw what you could only describe as the Big Bang Theory, where it felt like I was witnessing the creation of the universe, then like a movie on fast forward, I saw all of humanity over the centuries then seeing Jesus on the cross, and at that moment, for a split second, I felt all the pain of the world and understood the sacrifice he made by dying for us. Now, for those that do not resonate with Jesus, that's totally fine. Maybe I was shown this because this is what I connected to from my past as a Catholic, even though it definitely felt more connected to the message my dad gave me that I shared in last week's episode about our spiritual evolution being like Taoism with the Holy Family. All I know is whatever I saw, it was something my brain could not conjure on its own. And right after that, I felt like I somehow witnessed something, maybe not a lot have. And from that moment on, I felt like I was in a parallel dimension where I was in this world, but was also able to see things that others couldn't see. The best way to describe it is from the book, The Celestine Prophecies, which is about following the signs and synchronicities, or myronies, from a place of absolute trust and intuition, where you don't even think and just act on what you feel you're meant to do, which raises your vibrational frequency to a point where you eventually witness what is described as heaven on earth. When I finally stepped outside after the vision I saw, 
It made me think of Dorothy after she opened the door of her house and saw Munchkinland for the first time, because what I was seeing also seemed to be in Technicolor. Everything seemed to be brighter, clearer, and more vibrant with this twinkle of sparkle everywhere. I looked and thought, this must be what heaven feels like. However, when I reunited with my family later, I knew they were not seeing what I was seeing. This day of May 10th, 2015 was also Mother's Day. So I called other family to wish them well and will never forget they were at a restaurant that absolutely did not exist. Even though none of this was making any sense from a logical standpoint, intuitively, I understood. So when I was given the message, that I needed to get away to stay in this higher vibrational state and learn why I was in this alternate dimension and seeing what I was. I told them I was going to go back to the hotel for a bit. One of the funniest things that happened as I was realizing no other person was experiencing what I was, was when my brother's dog, Sam, told me telepathically to follow him. Now, why this is so funny is Sam is a huggle. So he is a husky beagle mix and has those bright blue eyes, which seem to say, come with me, come with me. So I, of course, followed him. He led me to a book that was in the kitchen. I remember picking it up and inside could only be described as the secrets of the universe. I recall being in such awe of what I was reading, but also thinking, wow, that's it? For this brief time period, the insight I was being given was extremely simple, yet very profound but also made absolute sense. So when I got back to my hotel room, which was room 222, the intuitive guidance told me to empty out my purse and only bring a couple of items, and it was time to leave. But when I tried, the dead bolts to my room's door would not budge, so no matter what I did, it would not close behind me. But I knew I had to go, so I left hoping nothing would happen since anyone could now come into the room. I then was guided where the best way to describe it felt like a spiritual scavenger hunt. I was intuitively told to go to certain locations where I would pick up additional clues, which went on for what seemed like hours. I kind of felt like I was in Alice in Wonderland, where when Alice got the request, eat me or drink me, she just did it except for me. It was following this beautiful incandescent blue light that lit up showing me the path to follow. Eventually, it brought me back to the hotel, but somehow to a parallel room with the same number of 222. However, at this door, the beautiful blue glowing light was beckoning me to come in. So somehow my key opened up this room and what I witnessed next is also too unbelievable to explain, which I know many will not believe me. But when I entered this room, I heard music playing and knew immediately I was in the omnipresence of God. I remember crying such tears of joy and feeling a level of love and absolute bliss that I've never experienced before or since. I actually thought I somehow died without actually having to die. And even though I could not see God, I felt his presence in a way it almost felt he was physically with me. It was in this room that for what seemed like hours, he shared with me the secrets to life we all ask ourselves, which in my case, and Included why things happen the way they do, including natural disasters, our soul's growth, and even how money works in this world. The overall theme God would share after each of these, in a way, lessons was no matter what happens, even when it seems to be the worst thing ever, 
life is good. And then I would see this wink happen, which as you know, is how I represent God is love in my logo through Winky. But it was through this experience that allowed me to connect to this understanding in the first place. I also recall God being extremely modern, where he was like, why does everyone think I'm this old buddy-duddy in the sky? I am seriously the coolest. Again, I cannot explain half of what I experienced that day. But then when it was time for me to go back to reality, God told me, I've shown you what is to come, which he was referring to my life. But now you have to go back and you will also have to go through more pain, which I was like, wait, what? Haven't I been through enough with losing both my parents, a full hysterectomy, divorce, bankruptcy, chronic pain from fibromyalgia, alcohol abuse, prescription drug addiction, suicidal thoughts, and an attempt? I know my life is by far not the worst. The one thing that is true is I went through so many challenges, one right after another, that there were many times I just wanted to give up. So I didn't really believe God when he said, I would have to go back to my current reality. I kept feeling like, no, I can stay in whatever this dimension is. And all I needed to do was keep following the guidance, which would reunite me with my parents. And then I would cross over. I know how crazy this all sounds, but again, it's my true story. So just sharing what I remember. So as I was thinking, I could figure out how to reunite with my parents. I somehow was also reconnecting with my actual reality. But during this time, I had this crazy feeling I needed to get to the top of this one building and ended up pulling a fire alarm, which then had a cop come, which ended up getting me arrested and eventually put into a psychiatric ward because of the way I left the hotel appeared like I was trying to commit suicide, even though that was the furthest from the truth. Now, I will tell you, I was tested for drugs and alcohol, and there was not one drop in my system. Since I could not explain my experience, I told everyone I thought I was dreaming and somehow acted it out. To this day, I cannot explain what truly happened, but all I know is it did happen. And in the next episode, I'm going to tell you more about the channeled messages, which I have shared in past episodes, and how they came about, which is also connected to this experience. I am actually the one who did not channel them, but I believe I didn't because how would anyone believe my story I just shared and that I also channeled these profound messages? However, when I tell you how I was guided to meet the person who is the channeler of the messages and it started the year after my experience, maybe those listening won't discount what I'm saying too much and instead appreciate the wisdom and insight shared within these messages. So what I thought was going to be two episodes I am now going to turn into three to finish telling my crazy, Byronic story. So hope this is enough of a hook for you wanting to join me next week to hear the conclusion. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, 
and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.